part two of Pitch Anything. Yesterday we discussed the three stages of brain evolution from primitive reptilian part, the crocodile brain, dealing with binary decision making, then the midbrain, which moves into a little bit more social interactions and complex decision making, and then the sophisticated neurocortex, which facilitates reasoning and analysis to understand complex situations. And with this, we basically talked about how when you're going about pitching something, and again, I'm just recapping what we talked about the other day, this is just the second part in our two-part series of this book, um, Basically, when you are pitching something to someone else, you are explaining through your sophisticated neurocortex. And you're basically transmuting that information over to the other person in the form of linguistics. So in whatever language you're speaking in. If you're in China, you're probably speaking Chinese. If you're in America, you're probably speaking English. If you're in Mexico, you're probably speaking Spanish. So you're, you're transmitting that information over, and they're not receiving that information on the same brain level that you are. You know, when people say like, um, you know, we're not speaking on the same frequency or we're not um, communicating properly. It's often because one person is, you know, for example, if it's a brand new idea, if you're, t- if you're pitching uh, your team or maybe investors on a new business idea, on a new technology, they're receiving that information on the crocodile primordial level of the brain. Now, obviously, it's not literally crocodile. It's just how he explains it in the book because it's basically the guard dog of the brain. So with that, you have to kind of explain on a, um, basically, it's got to be to bypass this part of the brain, it's got to be kind of new, exciting, and innovative. And and it's got to be time, um, it's basically got to be time necessary. So it's, it's, when you're pitching something, it's, they got to be understanding that not only is this a great new idea that is um, potentially going to be very, very innovative and very successful, but why now? That's a huge thing for investors because, you know, if somebody came pitching the idea basically of Netflix or of Hulu, you know, getting access to all these digital streaming TV shows and movies um, with a monthly charge of under $20, uh, now, if somebody pitched that, they'd go, oh, the timing's way off. But if you pitch that in like 1990, well, your timing's pretty on. And again, so so basically you have to move past this primar- primordial um, basically croc brain, and then you move into the midbrain. You start explaining a little bit more. And the main issue that people run into is when they're trying to explain something right off the bat, they jump into all the nitty-gritty details. Like they jump into um, basically industry speak. So they, if it's, um, for example, if they're selling a digital product, they'll start talking about machine learning, AI. And if it's just a, a fundamental investor that might that grew up Um, or their career has been investing in traditional businesses and they don't know a ton about digital, that's going to hit their crocodile brain and they're going to go, I'm I'm put off because I don't understand those things. It basically thinks in binary. So what you have to do instead of jumping into those things, talk about the benefit, not the actual detail. So how will it benefit others? What problem is this fixing? Where, where is there a giant gap in the market that this is bridging that gap? And this can be on a, the smallest level. You know, again, pitch anything is not just about pitching businesses. It's about you, you pitch people ideas all the time. You know, you have to maybe pitch someone the idea uh, about selling your house or selling your car. Or maybe you're doing, uh, maybe you're trying to get rid of a uh, pair of shoes and you want to sell them for a hundred bucks. You have to pitch the person why they should buy it. Well, why is this valuable? So again, you have to kind of understand that you typically explain things from your um, sophisticated neurocortex, which is basically rational, um, 
high level decision making and analysis where when someone is perceiving something and it's a new idea, you have to start with the crock brain, then move to the mid brain, then explain the very, very nitty gritty details once they're bought in. Because you'll just turn them off if, if um, you just jump right into all the nitty gritty things. So you, again, you have to get them basically bought in. You have to get them so you can tell that they're, that they're interested. So basically the crock brain, you got to spark interest. And now we'll kind of talk about um, the, the areas that we didn't discuss yesterday. And, uh, and this is very, something that's very, very interesting. So you have this idea of frames. And basically to control a meeting, you must first establish frame control. Frames are these subjective perspectives that dictate how we perceive social situations like meetings. Frames determine who controls the situations. For different frames and how to center them, Go to page 29 if you have the hardcover version of this book. And the most important frame to master is actually the prize frame. This shifts your target's perspective into one of acceptance. And the prize frame basically is, is what's important. Like I said, what is the reward of what you're offering? What is the reward of what you're pitching? What's the reward of um, that person buying your car? And, you know, if, if somebody's, uh, for example, if someone's in the mall... And they're at one of those um, like kiosks or whatever, those things in the middle where you walk, and they're they're selling some product. You know, people try and like sell shoe cleaning products or uh, little gadgets, gizmos. They're not going to explain to you, you know, this gizmo is programmed this way. Here's the code for it. Here's how all the batteries work. No, no, no. They're going to say your kid's going to love this. You know that. So they, they, it's basically this idea of prize frame. So they shift you from maybe a skeptical to oh, this is what I'm going to receive. So they jump basically to the end result. And this is how you can bypass the crocodile part of the brain, that kind of prime, primal part of the brain. So really stacking frames can trigger something called hot cognitions. And hot cognitions mean somebody's bought in and they're excited, you know, getting somebody excited about a product. So if, if they're selling, a, let's say, a shoe cleaner and, you know, maybe it's $50 to buy this shoe cleaner kit. Well, what, what a lot of people do, it's very interesting. This actually happened to me. I think I was in uh, Minnesota. Um, I was with a lady friend and I was walking by and this, <laughs> this gentleman came up to me. And he's like, man, those are some awesome shoes. So compliment, that's a open the door. And then he goes, uh, you know, you got a little scuff there. Let me try and clean that. And obviously you kind of have to stop because he's doing a really good job of breaking your pattern, break, breaking your commitment consistency of, oh, I'm walking in the mall. Typically, if somebody's walking in the mall, they're not insanely like set on, yeah, I got to be at this meeting at this time. They're at the mall for a reason. They're kind of shopping. So he opened the door with a compliment, good way to bypass kind of that guard dog of the brain. And then he goes, look at, um, he, he cleans it. He cleaned that little scuff and he goes, look, man, you can keep your shoes fresh all the time with these. And then he, he went really, really hard into selling, which might not be the best for me, at least. I didn't end up buying anything, but this is an example of how he used a prize frame, how it kind of hit a hot cognition. So he, uh, it's kind of this idea of social bias, liking, loving, tendency, these different cognitive biases, but uh, he might not have known that, he might have. He was pretty good at it, I will admit, um, but I didn't buy. You know, I, I wasn't in the mood. Basically, you know, you have to understand if you're in sales, you know, it, not everybody's the right customer. Even if you do everything right, some people just are not going to buy fundamentally. So you have to be thick-skinned. And um, so basically the idea here is he stacked different frames um, to trigger a hot cognition. So he said, like, this is a one-time offer, scarcity, boom, stacking a frame there. He prized the situation, meaning 
this is what you'll receive in the end. He didn't explain all the chemicals in the thing or how the thing works. He explained your shoes, what, what benefit you will receive. So he stacked benefits. He stacked these different frames. And basically, these hot cognitions are gut feelings brought on by stacking frames in quick succession. He did a very good job of this. And one of the things that you really need to understand when you're pitching something is how to eliminate neediness. How to eliminate basically any validation-seeking behavior with three steps. <sighs> eliminate desires. Clear your mind and make it clear that you are not seeking validation. Very, very important. Meditation can really help with this. Second, focus on things you do well. What are your strengths? Demonstrate something to so showcase your expertise. So, for example, the guy did that. He, he basically showed me his competence right away. He showed how the product works and how he can clean it in an instant. And then thirdly, withdraw. When the prospect would expect you to chase them for their money, flip the tables and make them qualify themselves. Now, he did not do a good job of this in this example, but oftentimes it's very important, especially with high ticket sales. You know, if, if you're selling um, equity in a company and you do a great pitch, you're, they're obviously bought in, something can be, that can be very powerful is breaking the pattern, breaking what they would expect you to do. Breaking, um, you know, when they might ask you questions on your qualifications, ask them. You know, we only accept that certain, we want to make sure it's a good fit for investors. This isn't for everyone. We have kind of a criteria of who we accept. And I do this in my business. You know, when I'm um, signing on clients, I have the same thing. I have a criteria and I literally do of who I accept as a client. Some clients are not a good fit. Some are. And it's kind of making them qualify themselves to you that can help them really get locked in. This is kind of a little bit of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, um, but not too much. You know, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to learn. Anyway, so those are the three things. You know, eliminate desires, focus on the things that you do well, and withdraw. The synthesized lesson I received from this book is, in any pitch scenario, it is vital that you seize control so your target can see your pitch through the same frame of mind you have chosen. You must cater your pitch so that on a neurological level, the target br target's brain works for you and not against you. Highly recommend you pick up a copy of this book, Pitch Anything by Orrin Clough. Absolutely great book in um, sales, persuasion, psychology, and overall um, communication. So thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. And until next time.